Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith in work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. However you're listening to us today, just know that we have prayed for you, that something we say today would cause you to dig deeper in connecting what we talk about today with the life that you're leading and your faith that you're leading in your life. We'd like to invite you to connect with us online at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. That's how you can find out how to join the I Work For Him Nation. That's how you can find out what stations we're on all over the country. That's how you can find out how to stream with us so many different times during the day. Lots of other information out there. And if you ever miss a show, you could sign up to get a daily email that has the podcast information on it. It'll send it to you weekly, but then it'll give you all the links to all the shows that you may have missed. Just sign up at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. But thanks to all the people listening all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville, the First Coast, and all over the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. You know, about three years ago, I got introduced to Apartment Life, a ministry that's going to blow your mind. If it hasn't already, it will blow your mind today. Why? Because it's simple. It's so simple, it blew my mind. Again, I mentioned today's current apartment living uh, conditions, and I believe the enemy has been hard at work. Apartments used to be, you know, like close together with common space on a roof or maybe a courtyard. Yet today, when you go to an apartment complex, it's literally as many buildings smashed together as possible with no green space, barely enough parking, and like you never get to see your neighbor. They design the hallway so you don't even see people. The economic impact on the apartment communities by doing all these things, high turnover, costly high turnover. Well, the Jesus follower solution, plant Jesus following couples all over these apartment complex to create friendships and to build community by living with intentionality with their neighbors. What an idea! Churches across the country have regular attenders who are already renting somewhere, but are they living with a missional mindset? The intentionality that where they are, they have the ability to reach their community, people that will never, ever darken the doorsteps of a church. Do these people live in apartment complexes realize the high calling in their lives? I don't know but they can impact a large amount of people without ever starting their car. Now, apartment complexes across the country have embraced apartment life because of its mission to build community. Why have they embraced it? Because, not because they care about community, although I think some of them do. Is it because of love? Is it because of relationships? Is it because of Jesus? Mm, probably not. But for the most part, they embrace it because by building community in an apartment complex, it increases retention and improves profitability. Again, kingdom principles put in work actually pay off. Whether you're a believer or not, you can benefit from kingdom principles. You know, another great kingdom idea that comes from the biblical worldview that benefits a believer and non-believer is this whole idea of living with intentionality in your community. Are you as Jesus followers, we have within us the answer to all the problems that our neighbors are facing. It's time we start sharing the answers. A part in life is one of those greatest ways to get started. And we've got with us in the studio today, we've got superhuman regional super vice president, no, super president, regional, I can't even get it right, Sean Bailey. Sean Bailey's back with us from a part in life, regional president over the Southeast. And we've got John Leslie in here. He's from the Met, he's a Metro director of the Gulf Coast of Florida. John and Sean, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. Thanks, Jim. 
Yeah. Okay, Sean, I hope you feel that way at the end, that you're still happy that we're here. All right, listen, apartment life. You know I'm passionate about apartment life. From the very first time we ever talked about it, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Yep. It's simple. I mean, it's just a simple idea. It's not like this is rocket science, yet it's making a huge impact, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, um, at the end of last year, we were pushing on 500 communities nationwide, which is reaching about a quarter of a million people living in apartment communities around the world. So, um so- so you're wait wait you said 500 communities you're in 500 500 communities, communities yeah well how come all this it's reaching a quarter million people because people continue to turn over in uh-huh. those in those communities each community represents anywhere from two to three hundred up to a thousand fifteen hundred uh, units in each of those communities so in each unit there's two point five residents so it multiplies okay so how long have you been with apartment life now uh, eight years now okay, my so in apart in eight years with apartment life yeah. let's just for everybody listening today that's never heard about apartment life before yeah. Let's just lay it out for him. What is Apartment Life all about? Yeah, Apartment Life is about equipping the local church to find a way to reach to these communities. Essentially, 96% of people who live in apartments have no connection to a local church. 96% of people living in an apartment complex have no connection to a local church. Yeah, and that's a Barna study done 20 years ago. So, so it's, it's probably, probably even worse. higher. Absolutely. And, and But it's also noteworthy when they did it 20 years ago. 55 to 75% of the population were involved in a, in a church if they lived outside of an apartment complex. Absolutely. Now that number is significantly smaller. Yeah, it's like 40%, I think, in neighborhoods now uh, on in Florida, in the state of Florida. Yeah, and Florida's got some lower numbers. I mean, it's not right. like we're the South. Okay, right. so if 90, you said 96%, 96% of the people are not connected yep. to a local community, lo- local church body. Yep. And we're talking a four walls church body. Right. So. How does apartment life solve this issue? How does it address this issue? Let's just let's talk about some of the details. Yeah. So essentially, if the local church really is the the hope of the world, as Jesus called us to be, right? Then we have all the resources. We have marriage counseling. We have mentorship. We have just the love of Christ that we begin to share with people. The problem is, is there's no way to get that into those communities because they're gated or they have a fair housing law or other rules that would kind of keep the church away from being able to be a part of that. And so essentially, Apartment Life has created this organization uh, built on on a, a plan created by a local pastor who saw a community of 2,000 people across the street from his church in, in Euless, Texas, and said, how do we get there? Is there a way for us to get there? And, the, and basically, the manager was like, well, as a church, no. There's really not a way you can do it because if I allow the church in here, then I have to allow the Mormons in here and, and everybody else. So that's fair housing, essentially. And so... He came up with this idea of a business model and said, went out to the, some of the church members and said, hey, do you work in the, the apartment industry? Tell me about that. What does that look like? And they said, well, our biggest problem, like you said, is retention. retention. Right. How do we keep people there? And, and let's talk about that for a minute. Let's yeah. talk about the business side of this because a lot of people listening going, I don't get it. Right. But retention is a huge deal. When you when you first lease an apartment to somebody, there's there's a lot of upfront costs. Right. You've got advertising costs. You've got You've got prepping the apartment costs for a new renter. It, it, it costs a lot of money, and people have a lot of overhead associated with every apartment. Yep. So that first year, they really don't make much money on that first year. Yep. But when they get somebody to stay the second year, they don't incur all those costs again. Correct. That's where the profitability comes in. Yeah, actually, at the turn of a resident moving out, is what they call it, at the turn, essentially $4,500 in the state of Florida is the average cost for a resident moving out. And, and there's so, probably not that kind of profitability in that first year of the rental. Right. I mean, that's at least half of what your profit probably would have been, somewhere around there. And so, essentially, you're looking at, well, here's the deal. Half of that's out the door. If this guy moves out at 12 months when the new renewal comes up, well, what's the thing that's going to keep them there? Well, when they did all the studies, they figured out 
It's actually friendships. If this person knows four other people in this community, their likelihood to renew goes from 26% up to 60%. So say it again. So if they've got friends. If they've got at least four friends in that community, their likelihood to renew doubles. And so essentially friendship was the only factor that came into this guy's mind it's it's not about you know oh is this place giving me a free free tv it's that am i going to be able to hang out with joe and susan who we usually go out on friday nights and have dinner with things like that those are the people that i want to keep around in my life therefore i'm going to stay in this community even if the cost of living goes up if we read our bibles and i do and everybody listening should be reading their bibles if you read the book of acts you'll find out that people living out their faith no matter what they did absolutely overturned the Roman Empire in a period of 300 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And actually, if you look at Jeremiah 29, 11, where everybody wants to go to about God's plans for us, just before that, he talks about exile. He talks about going into these cities where they were not known and making themselves known for what? For serving that city, for taking care of those people, for being in the, in the middle of it. And then he says, and if you do this, you too will prosper from that. That's exactly what we're called to do. Well, well, I mean, and the Israelites, when they get sentenced to, to Babylon for being naughty, they, they were told to go and plant and to plan for their children and their grandchildren, and they were told to be a blessing to Babylon. That's right. And that's the same thing. We are called, as Jesus followers, to be a blessing to everybody around us. Yep. Uh, yet, we seem to forget that we just tend to surround ourselves with a whole bunch of Christians. But going back to this, the overturning of the Roman Empire, I mean, the Jesus followers' lives were so compelling from AD 33 to AD 300, that Constantine said, everybody should be a Jesus follower. This is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And then we created religion and started screwing things up. That's what you're talking about doing here, John Absolutely. Leslie. You're talking yeah. about people living out their faith for Jesus and their lives being so com- compelling that they're attracting people to them through friendships, through a, a building community. What does that look like? I mean, you, you, four years, what have you seen happen? Give, give us one example, a great story. Well, um, my wife and I were a team in downtown Tampa for about three and a half years. And uh, through the uh, sponsoring of events and activities on site, through the welcome visits, through the renewal visits, we're getting to know people. We're getting to share life with them. Um, we were able to help a, a young couple find their way into marriage, you know, who were living together and be a part of their lives and still a part of their lives as they've moved on uh, into other parts of the country with his military work. Um, we were able to be with people when they lost pets. I mean, pets are like people's children in many of our downtown communities. John Leslie, you've got somebody joining us on the air right now that's got a little story to tell. Why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, Shad is uh, one of our teammates, team members up in uh, Citrus Park area, north of Tampa. And uh, he actually came to Citrus Park to start a new church. And he heard about apartment life and said, wow, what a great fit for me and my family to come in. So, Shad Payton, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I just want to hear some of your story. John, you're going to ask him the questions, but I may just ask some other questions. We want to hear your story, Shad. So, John, you go ahead and ask the questions. Yeah, so, Shad, I guess I'd start with just saying, uh, what drew you to apartment life? Yeah, so, great question. We were actually at a church planning conference um, in Birmingham, Alabama, and we were kind of in the process of finding out when we were moving to Florida, you know, this dream in our hearts to plant a church, and we came across a couple um, that was actually in the pipeline looking to be a part of apartment life, and just through a strategic conversation, they mentioned uh, the program to us, and we hopped on the website and really aligned with our values and the mission that we had as church planners to come into a community and share the gospel. So 
Um, we just filled out that online submission form, and the process was started from there. So it was just a strategic conversation that got the ball rolling. Now, Shad, I'm just going to jump in here because it is, isn't it true? The apartment complexes they're not they're not interested in you start up a church. They're interested in you building community because community builds it increases retention and it increases retention increases profitability. But you actually, because of building the community, you benefit the apartment complex, but you also benefit people, and then you get to engage them in conversations. Isn't that really the way it works? Yeah, it sure does. We get to come in, and we're reinforced by the uh, the management team to host events. And um, who's better at hosting a, an event than, a, you know, church people? So um, we come in and we well, throw a couple Well, for sure, if there's events. food involved. That's oh, right. man, you know it. We got our vendors list. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we get to come in and do that, and we get to partner with the management team to build the community life, um, to, to build their retention. And, and through that, we get to meet a lot of incredible people. So um, it's one of those situations where we don't know everybody in our apartment complex, but everybody knows us because they come to our events. So we get to kind of have a presence in the community, which then just really helps us with what we do, but helps build the community presence within our our apartment. That's awesome, Shed. Hey, so tell me, you mentioned events. What all do you do there as a team on site? Yeah, so we do a variety of different events. Right now in our community, they ask us to do two events a month, um, and we do everything from family events um, to um, seasonal celebrations. Um, We just had um, uh, Valentine's uh, party that we threw. We had a vendor come in that did a chocolate fountain. Um, So on the 13th of February, we had an early date night on us for everybody to come in and uh, get some chocolate and enjoy the night with their boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, whatever, or just bring their kids in and and have fun. Um, Other events we've done are like family movie nights where we utilize the theater room inside of the clubhouse and we get popcorn, gourmet popcorn bars spread out with all the different toppings, bring everybody in and let everybody just enjoy mingling, meeting new people and using what they already have in incredible amenities at the clubhouse. Do you have an impact story that you can share with us that just led you to a, a spiritual conversation? Absolutely. So one of my favorite events that I that we do pretty regularly is our breakfast on the go, um, where we once again get some healthy Chick-fil-A um, chicken minis, and we just serve everybody at the exit gates as they leave. And it's been a great event because I get to have a point of contact with almost every person. They get to see a smiling, waving, and who doesn't like a chicken mini in the morning? Um, so that kind of got my face out there well, a little bit. Wait, wait, you, a, you asked a tough ahead. question. Who doesn't like a chicken mini? If you find somebody yeah. doesn't like one, they're not worth knowing. That's right. Because seriously, that's, that's like that. heavenly food. It right. doesn't get much better than that. No, it so doesn't. Through that, through that, I actually got to meet a lady um, two months later after that event. She had swung by, taken her kid to school, got a, got loaded with chicken minis. She met my wife, had a strategic conversation there where um, my wife let her know that we host the events. And she said, was that your husband at the gate that morning? And she told my wife that she was having a rough morning. They were getting out late, and she couldn't feed her daughter as they were going to school. And that blessed her that day. Well, she asked why we do it. Bingo. Um, so my wife said, you know, well, we partner with the community. And she said, but we're also we're Christians, and we just want to be a blessing to you and to your family. This led to this, um, this woman um, engaging in greater conversation with my wife to the point now where she's attending our startup party for our church that's launching this September, this Sunday. She's actually coming out to be a part of, of a vision weekend for our church. 
for us at the end of the day, our currency's relationships, that's the way we operate. And when at the end of the day you get to come home, especially in the context of what we do, and you get to roll through and the people in the hallway see you, they recognize you, and they thank you for what you do, I think you get to hang your hat up at the end of the night knowing that you made a difference in somebody's lives. And a lot of this is long-term. You're not going to see it maybe instantaneously, but the conversations like my wife had with this woman who, who now her daughter is friends with my daughter, um, we get to hang our hat knowing that person texts us now when they're in need, and we're able to insert our lives into their story and make a difference. So I think relationships are our currency, and we get to know at the end of the day we spent what we had. Look them up online, apartmentlife.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iWorkForHim and online, iWorkForHim.com.